Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Welcome everyone back to another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast. I am your host, Brizey. And today um, we have a guest with us, Ray. Ray Morecambe. Thanks for joining us, mate. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. No, you're welcome. So um, just to give people a bit of a background, um, uh, I've known you through Brant, my coach, one of your students in what you're training and in his training, and one of your uh, one of uh, Cooper's coaches. And um, mate, I firstly want to wish you a happy birthday because <laughs> today's you. your birthday. Yeah, yeah, um, twenty three today. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we're recording this today on Tuesday, which we, uh, yours will go uh, episode will go live on Friday. So cool. if anyone. Listen to the podcast on Friday. If you want to wish him a birthday, happy birthday for Tuesday. Thanks very much. Appreciate <laughs> birthday, it. Mate. Cheers. Um, so look, I with all these episodes that we do, uh, pretty much what I like to do is capture people's stories. Okay, stories from from their life, um, capture it in a eulogy per se, and just uh, to store it for people to hear, um, for, for maybe for your family, for your friends, and then maybe one day – in the near in the future could be used for references or you know back in the day people go oh man i remember that you know what did ray get up to back in the day oh there's an episode that he talked to this 
random dude that <laughs> <laughs> had like a d- talked about death. Nah, this, nah, this will be legendary by then. <laughs> yeah, Podcast so. will be up there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just bit, it's about a bit of history because, you know, like over those years of me doing the funeral stuff, mate, I, you know, you hear these amazing stories from people's lives, mate, but unfortunately you're hearing them from the third person. Mm. You know, you're not hearing them from the person who actually lived it and experienced it. So there's mm-hmm. key points that you miss and I'm sure they would have been even better, those mm. stories. So... The reason why I got you on today, mate, um, I follow you on all the socials. Uh, I, I see everything that you're doing, mate. It's it's uh, awesome what you do. I'm a fan of all the stuff that you um, that you proceed with. Please, you, you know, fill us in on what where you started, how you got into your martial arts, um, and then and then we'll move it from there. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, um, yeah, I'm from born and bred in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was like, I'm a 1980 baby, so yeah, birthday today, and. Um, I was born with like a, a vision disability or sure. impairment. Yep. Um, so it's basically like they have categories of it. So I'm classified as legally blind. It's a, probably one of the hardest things actually is telling people what I can and can't see. It's a real tricky area. Sure. And actually when mum and dad had me as a as a not, a, not so much a baby, probably more like a infant or something. Sure. They always explained to mum and dad, they, they were like one of the hardest things that you're going to have with him growing up yeah. is explaining to people what he can see. And the doctors used to describe it, which I always thought was pretty funny. They used to describe it to mum and dad as the best of a bad bunch. Okay, and like sure. that's right very right. accurate. They're is just kind of like, yeah, they're kind of like you're in, you're in this bad bunch, but you're the best of the bad bunch. So, okay. I mean, obviously like you've got like people who are completely blind. Yeah, sure. Um, and then you've got things like, you know, tunnel vision and it's a pretty – broad spectrum of what can actually happen with your eyes. Interestingly enough, like if you're blind in one eye, you can still like drive a car. So yeah. when you have only one eye functioning, you know, normally, um, you can still do quite a bit. Yeah. But when – which I always thought that was quite amazing because I'm like, wow, like if you've got an eye missing, surely that affects you a lot. But apparently it's not – yeah, you can still do quite a lot as long as that one eye is functioning well. Where for me with both eyes functioning, I can't drive a car – like even from this distance that you and I are, which is yeah. about what a meter, We're about, about a meter. Yep. Yeah. Like I can't really see your face all that well. Really? No, okay. Not, sure. Not, not really. Like. Yep. And then I, yeah. So that you know, born with that, and um, that's just been you know like a, a challenge, an ongoing challenge, like like any disability, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like you, you know, there's so many disabilities and things that happen, and um, sure, it's just something that you you have your whole life. You try not to make it define you. Like yes. you don't want to be, especially growing up, like you don't want to be known as like the guy with one leg. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, sure. It's just like it's a, it's kind of a shit thing. You yep. know what I mean? Like yep. and, and but then as you get older, you're like, you know what? Fuck, I have to embrace this. This is all you can do. Yeah, like you sure. got to you got to be it. You know what I mean? Like, of course. And everyone always talks like it's funny, like even little throwaway lines. Everyone's like, oh, he can't see and this and that. I'm like, fuck, man, that, that really gets, it's just, a, it's just this constant thing. But you get older, you're just kind of like, well, that's, that is what it is. Like mm-hmm. if you've got a leg missing, you've got a leg missing. Like otherwise everyone has to walk around pretending like it's not there. So as you do get older, you do start to embrace it a bit more, I guess. And you know? did, did you, when as you grew up and you got older, was it like you adjusted to it did, did, or did you knew what you can and you couldn't do and then that – you know what I mean? Like, it, how? Yeah. Could you explain to me, like, how yeah. is that what you? It's sort real. Of... It's real weird. Like, like as a kid, you don't know. Like, yeah. That's so the thing you too. and like, you wouldn't know any. You different. don't know. No, you got no idea. Like when mm. you're, it's it's such a funny thing to put into social terms or. Like when people say, like, what can you see? I'm like, I don't know. What the fuck can you see? Like, well, that is like, a good point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah people are like, what can you see? You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I can see shit. 
and a lot of it I trip over. Like I don't yeah. know what can you see. Like, well, how many people go around not knowing how well their vision is? That's to right. Start with? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a tough thing. But then the big thing that helped was my younger brother. Okay. So sure. I got a younger brother. He's two years younger. And when we were kids, you just do what normal brothers do. So yes. you start like we'd be doing, you know, footy out the backyard, throwing balls yes. around, cricket ball, footy ball, soccer. And that's when you start to – and then you go to school, you start to get a gauge then. Yeah, sure. So that's when you kind of get this gauge where you're like, hang on a second, this is all – something's not right here. Sure. You know what I mean? Okay, so, yeah. Um, especially like my – I have a big problem with um, depth perception. Mm-hmm. So when I'm sparring or doing martial arts and that, it's like I see everything too late. Okay. So by the time I see it, it's too late. Sure. Like even when I was trying to play cricket and mucking around, my because my dad played cricket. My dad is a cricket fanatic and yep. rugby league fanatic and all that. And dad noticed when I was little, he's like, every time the ball come, I was naturally shifting my weight and stance backwards so I could see it. Then I was trying to get a gap so I could – try and measure where this ball was coming from. Yeah, you know? sure. And then as you get older, the pace of all the sports changes. Yes. So I kind of managed a bit until you hit 12, 13, 14. And then I was like, like I was playing soccer and like, you know, the ball just gone. Yeah, like, sure. You know, so yeah, it all got really hard. Karate got really, really hard. Everything just got really hard. Really hard. So that's when you kind of like, yeah, right. I can also too, when you start to get a little bit more independent, so – when mum and dad aren't doing everything for you as a little kid and then they're like, right, you're going to have to find this place yourself or, or look for it yourself. When you have to rely on your own abilities, you're like, oh, right, yeah. this is not good. Yeah. So that's when it kind of kicked in. You know? Did you um, – How? when did you start karate? When I was eight. Eight. Yeah. And as you, as you adjusted, as you – did you make an adjustment to your martial arts to suit – like you said, you see everything too late. Mm. Did you make? Were you anticipating? Is that what you had to do? To yeah, adjust I started. To it? I started to. Interesting. Like I started to work on footwork and distance management a lot, which is what I really specialize in now. Okay, sure. So I really specialize a lot when I'm kind of coaching him, like Cooper, all the guys. I'm always constantly talking to them about distance management and, yeah, and sure. trying to have aware because I'm so acutely aware of it. So, and even with things like defense, like a lot of people have commented me, to me over the years, they're like, they're like, man, you got really good defense. I'm like, yeah, I have to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, You've had years like, of having to learn Yeah, it. yeah, like yeah. my offense is at my best, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure, but like I've, I had to survive in the, not even fighting, just training day to day. I've had to really be tight with my defense, you know? So it's kind of sure. been a byproduct of it, but also, um, yeah, just trying to like interesting little things like trying to put on a bit of a uh, a front. So mm-hmm. I used to as a teenager just try and act all tough and hard and like I was like invincible because yeah. I, I tried to intimidate my opponent because I knew what I was lacking. Yeah, sure. So it was kind of a lot of it was bluff, like, yep. you know, 95% of it. <laughs> and bluff yeah. works, right? Like hey, that, look, that's it. That's, yeah, 90%, man, like, that's 95% of the game 100%, too, yeah, like, you know? like, like walking in there and like um, just acting fearless yeah. um, was like a strategy. And it got me injured a lot too. Like it, it backfired a lot as well. But, yeah, you can't kind of go in there. You couldn't – well, you, anyone can't go in there timid. No, no, and it was really tricky. But a lot of it, like as you get older, I was like, yeah, that was just such a fraud. You know, it was just – but that's yeah. what you got to do. I just tried to pretend But I guess that, it, is it a part of growing up and maturing yeah. and, and, and experiencing those things and yep. then get an understanding of yep. what 
you can and you can't do. Can't do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. otherwise yeah. you wouldn't be none the wiser, would you? No, exactly. My dad was always like, I think it come from dad a lot too. Like when I was mm. younger, I was really like behind the scenes at home, you know, crying after training, yeah, of course. saying that I can't, I can't do it. Like I was telling yeah. dad constantly, I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. Of course. And dad was always like, like good, supportive, but dad was always took, dad always took the tough love approach. And yep. he's like, what we got to do is, he goes, you got to stop complaining. He's like, you got to stop making excuses. The, and dad was really very interesting now in hindsight how dad did that from a, a point of nurture. He's like, we can't sit here and worry about your eyes. Let's let's triple our training. Yeah, sure. Let's quadruple our training. And like even to the point where like I was nine years old, I was struggling and there was an opportunity to go and train in Japan six hours a day. Wow. Um, you know, I was nine. So mum and dad went and got a loan from the bank because we didn't have the money. Yeah. They, they borrowed the money to get me there. Wow, that's impressive, mate. So your, then, pa- your parents were going to go that far. Well, to, that yeah. was the thing. And what my dad did was what was so cool was that like dad went extreme. So yeah. dad was like, we'll, we'll go extreme to extreme. So your eyesight's no good. You're struggling badly. You're the run to the litter. Mm-hmm. And dad's like, fuck this. Let's go all out. So I'm in Japan training six hours a day. I come back and I was whooping kids. Yeah, really good. I mean, that, dad, at that age, that's you know? kick ass. Your dad to do that, man. Eh? That's like, what he did. Dad was yeah. like, righto, let's let's just let's just fight fire with that's fire. Rad. You know, yeah. so I, I couldn't change the eyesight. Like I was still struggling, but he upskilled me. Yeah, he skilled yeah. me so much, and like even to the point, like you know, sometimes we'd have a karate comp, and like I was just like, that's the thing is too, like I got an eyesight problem, but I'm just a normal kid. Yeah, of course. And then dad's Definitely. like, right, we're going to the garage. Right? And we'd have like yep. concrete floor. Dad dad got some like lino from some shop to put on the concrete. And dad's out coaching me karate. And like it'd be a school night. We'd be out till 1 a.m. You know, mum would come in and mum would be like, I'm crying my eyes out. Yeah, yeah. And mum and dad would be there and mum would come in and go like, this is enough. Like it's too much. And dad would be like, you got you to gotta leave. You, you can't interfere. And, mm. and then I'd say to dad, I don't want to do it. I want to stop now crying. And dad would say to me, if you stop now, if you go inside, we, we everything stops. We, yeah. we, we quit. Because what dad was saying was dad was working on me overcoming the the, the, prob- the obstacle. Yes. And he dad was aware. He's like, we can't do this in halves. Yes. So we're going to have to go a long, long, long way out of our road for you just to keep your head above water. Yeah, of course. And then, like many times after those one a.m. nights, I'd go in and win the competition. Yeah, and then I just, wow. Then I just felt like I was bulletproof. Yeah, because Dad proved to me that you could do it. That's so cool, you know? your dad to do that, man. Hey? Well, if, and it, look, and if, if it wasn't for yeah. him, I'd be at the bottom of the pack. Yeah, yeah. I, I was literally yeah the run to the left. And and you know, you know, you look back on it now, and and I'm sure. Look, don't get me wrong, man. I'm sure it would have been tough on Dad too. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. But he, and yeah. he would have just wanted the best for you. Yeah, he yeah. Wanted the best for his son. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and I'm sure he he was you know, and I'm, I'm sure it probably put a bit of tension on the on the missus too. Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, you look back at that now and you go, wow. You know, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. You know, so that's that awesome. that was what brought all the eyesight kind of thing together. Mm-hmm. Martial arts has always been the that's the you know for me, martial arts is everything. It's yeah. it's that's why I do it now. Like you know, speaking to you earlier, it yes. is my, it is my religion. Yeah, that's right. Yes. You were so you yeah. were um, so you obviously knew that this was this was your thing, right? Mm. And so did you just did you put the other sporting stuff aside? As, yeah, or like, were you still doing? No, it for I was a while? still kind of like I, I was playing soccer, yeah, a bit, and trying to like dad had me in that. Dad, you know, I wanted to play rugby league, 
because as my little brother played, dad was like, you can't do that, man. Like, Because dad played footy and he knew what I could and couldn't do and he knew like it's going to be too much for me to try and catch this ball and then deal with the defence. Yeah, sure. He's like, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. You, you just don't – you don't have the vision to do that, you know. So he kind of steered me. It kind of sounds funny. He's like looking after me so he's like, just do karate and boxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, like, if, we'll avoid all these yeah. dangerous sports like yeah. cricket and footy. And we'll put getting, you into <laughs> – Getting tackled and stuff. <laughs> yeah. oh, we'll, 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 we'll get punched and kicked, man. Yeah. You'll, be right. <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. you'll be right. You'll but be see, right. a lot of that too, that wasn't related to sport. That was related to bullying. Yeah, So okay, a lot sure. of that was related to just him – you know, sure. uh, building me so I could stick up for myself. Yeah, and so. and and did you find that helped? In that oh, too? Massive, yeah. massive. Yeah, you, you know? hear that quite a lot. How people yep. turn to that sort of stuff because of you know bullying and all that yep. sort of stuff as well. Yeah, and for sure. and then but it also becomes you become a better person for it as well. Mm. Yeah, you know, like there's nothing more humbling than going to your first. MMA session or jiu-jitsu or karate or something, just getting your ass oh, absolutely whooped yep. and then getting humbled real quick. I know. It's still happening to me today. <laughs> like, li- literally. Yeah. Literally, it's still happening to yeah. me today, like going oh. into different classes yeah. and different coaches and, and especially with all the young fighters sure. that I'm moving around with and – I, like you walk out of the gym, going, that was that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really change. Hey, no. because your level might increase, but the people you go and train yeah, and with, then, their, yeah, their and you get older. Increase. You yeah. know, you get older. You're not in the shape that you were, yeah. you know, five, ten years ago, and you get humbled. You know what I mean? Mm. Like even even for me, like sometimes I will move around with Coop, and moving around with Coop is like humbling. You know yeah. what I mean? It's humbling. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's enjoyable, you know? Yeah, and it keeps you young too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, for sure. It keeps your level of training right up too. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you – Did you? when did you – so you went right through with your karate, got your black belt obviously, um, and then what? And then did you start doing competition and stuff like that as well, did you? Or? Yeah, so I started at eight, um, again, mainly through just bullying. That was yep. what got me into it because I think, you know, dad especially could see that I was starting to you – know, obviously you're a little kid and then – been that like whole little run to the litter, then you start to get into school and you can see them starting to struggle, you know. Yeah. Uh, then the bullying and all that stuff happened. And then um, the biggest thing that was my influence was um, my grandfather, uh, Harry, who's passed away. He, for Christmas, had bought my younger brother and I like a bunch of VHS tapes for okay. Christmas. Yep. It was all different stuff. It's so funny, like, you know, your grandparents. Yeah. So I can still remember. The, it's so funny the thing is sticking in your head. Like it was their pivotal points. Yep. So one of the VHSs was like the Pink Panther. Yep. Uh, Tom and Jerry. Right? Oh, yeah. So these are kids, you know, videos. Kids videos, yeah. And then, oh, you know, we'll just throw in Bruce Lee, Fist of Fury. <laughs> and it, literally. Oh, so, are you kidding? So, no. So, so, and it's like, I don't know whether you've watched Fist of Fury. Oh, I love Fist of Fury, mate. mate. It's one of my favorites. And, and like, it was funny. My younger brother and I were talking a while ago. We're like, that is a fucking violent. <laughs> It video is. it is so but we saw bruce lee and just like like jaw to the ground yeah then yeah. obviously the karate kid and stuff like that but for me it was always bruce lee yeah like, me too i found that uh i look don't nothing to take away from the karate kid because when i was a kid like i wanted to be i wanted to be daniel yeah Sun, right? yeah for sure <laughs> everyone yeah, everyone did yeah but when when you watch Bruce Lee, man, like the way that he moved. It was and life and death. It, and it was nunchucks and yeah. just just ripped yeah. and just nothing. And yeah. the way he's – Yeah, and his eyes. <laughs> yeah, like his just eyes. everything. Yeah. Like it was – and especially Fist of Fury. Yeah. Uh, that was – because that was my that was my father's favourite movie. Yeah, and yeah. And so, you know, yep. I grew up watching it. Yep. We fight alone or all together. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, I know. It's so <laughs> mad, eh? <laughs> uh, it was the best. So that and was – And it was good if it's t- – 
crazy in its in its time, you know. Yeah. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah, but it's, it's still it's like it's funny you talk about like great music, great mm. musicians, anything like. I love music to yes. death. I don't play or anything like, but Just I have a big appreciation for it. I love music so yep. much. Like it's a big part of my life and um, great music stands the test of time. It does. And so does martial arts. So does martial arts. So do the great fighters like your Sugar Ray Robinsons, you yes. know, your Muhammad Ali's, your Joe Lewis's, like the great fighters stand the test of time. And like you look at Bruce Lee now, like in, in our modern times with all we've done, all we've achieved, you go back and you watch him move and there's no lesser quality. Yes. He, he's doing things in those videos that people still can't do. That's you know? true. That's yeah. so true. You know, and, like you he, hear, and you hear about them having to slow the motion of the mm. picture down just to make it so that people could see what he was actually doing. I know. Well, like even <laughs> even I think it was his um, – I can't think of his daughter's name, but Dana White and so forth had her a part of the UFC because I think they put Bruce Lee into one of the UFC uh, games. Right. So anyway, yeah, she that's was – that's right. They did too. Yeah, she was uh, a guest at something or other and, and she was like, you know, you guys – may or may not understand, but this UFC, this MMA, this is my whole father's vision. Yes. He he was he was the MMA's exploded now, you know, and, and mm. it's and it's brought a home for all these styles together. And, yeah. and it's so I'm so I wish I was younger, but I'm really appreciative that I've got to be a part of this. Oh, and witness it. And even yeah. on the other end, you've got the ability now that yourself, like we, which we'll talk about later, but mm. you know, you've got you're training these up and coming. Yeah, so. yeah. So living it, so it's yeah. really cool. And and she was like, "This is what my father envisaged," you know, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, it's like, crazy it, that, isn't it? Well, even with even with his movies, he was starting to towards the end of his career. He was showing takedowns, and he was starting yeah. to integrate jujitsu. Yeah, I think as a like game of death or something. He's doing an armbar. You know, like he, he was against that Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Correct. That, yeah, that's right. So mm. he was starting to to show the blueprint. Yeah. You know, he was, he, bring, he was yeah. bringing it together. So, yeah, so Bruce Lee was was huge, you know, and, and that was what – we started karate. Like we didn't really – mum and like mum and dad didn't really know. Dad's footy and cricket, yes. you know, typical Aussie. Yeah. And um, – but he was just like, okay. I think with karate he also was looking at the discipline. Yes. That was a big thing that he wanted for me and my younger brother was that real regimented mm-hmm. militant style. Yes. Line up, do as you're told. And, yes. and and behave and and the core of karate is based around respect. Yeah. So I think that was really important to to mum and dad as well. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, key fundamentals. And and um I was exact, I was very similar in that sense. I, I did Taekwondo when I was a kid. I remember, yeah, I heard yeah. you talk yeah, about that. Yeah, and uh, same but it was along the same principles itself. Mm. It was purely because of the you know, the discipline behind it, the respect for your seniors. Yeah. Um, you know, the the rule set the discipline you know that and and it's a great way to sort of a good rule set to live by absolutely as well, yeah you know, yeah morals and yeah it's probably a it's probably an issue now I think with MMA is that the MMA is starting to grow so rapidly mm-hmm. because now like a lot of businesses are kind of like even myself we're kind of like mm, maybe we should just be an MMA gym like if we're yeah, MMA we okay. can we can encompass everything you know what yes, I mean like yes even talking to uh, Coach Brando last night at you know Vela yes. um, Martial Arts and he's like yeah we're going more and more towards that the only nothing's perfect and the only thing with that is that you do lose like you get the kids come in and they're all like oh I'm Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. And they want to go to an MMA class and it's like it's a little bit trickier to you you want to keep that that goal of what the karate, taekwondo, judo, mm. that 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 
essence of martial arts is so valuable. Oh, of course, and I just definitely. feel like if the kids because MMA at the end of the day, MMA is MMA is cage fighting. It's a sport. Mm. But people also forget that MMA stands for mixed martial arts. Mm. And I think it's just so vital that they keep it as martial arts. Because yeah, originally when the UFC kicked off, the the big thing that was so amazing about it was it was really shining the light on martial arts compared to boxing. Yes. Or even kickboxing where they were like always looked down upon because it was just like boxing. I've, yeah. I've heard my whole life it's a thugs game. Yes. It's for thugs. Like it's it's for meatheads, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, yeah. And to be honest, that's what you see time and time again, you know, like with the behaviour in and outside of the ring. Martial arts is above that, martial yeah. arts. And I'm, and I'm not disrespecting boxing because no, 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 no. I love boxing to death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that you don't want to do the martial arts a disservice Yes. And I think that the fact that MMA is now coming together as a sport, yes. let's keep that at the forefront. Let's keep the kids – you've got an opportunity to teach the kids the the real yes. values of martial arts, which is respect and honour and humility, you yes. know. And it, why lose that? Why, why, turn it into a, why turn it into a sport where you're trying to hurt people and then show – um, disrespect to them. I totally, I totally agree with you on that. Mm. And I think, like, if you take some of the purists, um, for example, like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, you know, yeah. uh, great, very respectful towards his opponents. Yeah, yeah, purist, friendly, friendly, friendly guy, friendly yeah. guy. Yep, purist in martial arts, karate. George Saint Pierre, once mm. again, very respectful. Yeah, lives. That's his life. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think if you. You know, unfortunately, I think the way that they've the way that they've advertised it mm. is that if you don't make a scene, if you don't yep. make a story out of it, you're not going to sell the pay per view. Well, that's the tricky part. Exciting, I know. You know? Yeah, and, and, exactly. And that's where they they need to also too. Like, I think the governing bodies need to they need to put a restriction on that stuff because mm. what I hear a lot is now even like I talk to the young guys a lot. You learn a lot from the youngsters. Yeah, sure. Um, and they're always like, "Yeah, but bro, you know, you got to you got to sell right around." I'm like, "Yeah, but dude." You can't just do what you want to do. I can't walk outside now and behave any way I want to behave yes. and just tell the people, oh, look, I'm trying to sell it. I'm yeah. trying to get more followers on Instagram. Yeah, That doesn't right. excuse your behavior. No, that's You know right. what I mean? Like, and um, I, I tell you who's another great one as well who's, um, you know, our, our local legend is Volkanovsky. Yeah, like, 100%. I, you know, I've, got yes. to, I've got to meet Vol a couple of times. I've been really fortunate just to go to his gym and watch, awesome. watch training. Um uh, I've been able to take the boys like Cooper, another one of the young guys we trained, Tate. Yep. Uh, we've been able to go down there and, and, and move around, mate. And, and Volk is incredible. He's like he is, he's a warrior. Like, yes. But comes up to everyone, shakes their hands. Like even for me one day, like I was down there, I think I had this shirt on actually. He's like, oh, you do karate, mate. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's like, oh, that's cool, blah, blah, blah. And he's just, he's just a real down-to-earth. You hear that? You hear that? He is. Look at the way he conducts himself before yeah. the fight. I but he's a killer. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And Volk's the type of guy too. Like you can see it all over him. He's like, I'll respect you. And if you respect me, but Volk's kind of like, but if not happy to go out to the car park and we can sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. that's how Volk, yeah. that's how he, Yeah, of course. well, that's like, I don't know the guy, but that's the impression that I strongly get is I, that. I think you probably, I would assume you, what you see is what you get. With Volk. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, what you're seeing is, it's just been it's just been true. Yeah, just been true. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and he and he could back it up. He yes, could back it up. Definitely. And I think that's the thing with martial arts. It's like, you know, you don't need to, you know, put on this show and belittle people or 
attack their personal and especially when it gets to things like family and all that it's kind of like like when i hear that stuff happening with some of the younger fighters and whatever i'm like this is the this is the polar opposite of what martial arts is yes yeah, you know and i just i i don't want to promote that at all you know like no. in fact it turns me off fighters yeah. like someone's like oh man i like this fight i'm just like i just want to see him lose yeah yeah I'm yeah not. and the quicker yeah. they're gone the quicker they're gone and the interesting thing is you always see with the the youngsters Humans are really funny with their behavior. If you've got the the Joker, if he's the the champion, they all follow that shit. Yeah. You got Batman as the champ, they all follow that. Yeah, yeah. Of they course they instantly do. change. Of they you know they what I mean? Do. Like Definitely. they they follow. They it's like whatever's cool. Yeah. You know. So and I just think that you know respect is cool. I think uh, yeah. I think Volk's probably the the perfect example. Oh, he is. You yeah. Know? And he's on top of the game. And yeah. he didn't. And he just worked his way through it. Yep. Just demolished everyone in his way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got the title and yep. then just no one can touch him. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah, and that's and it's you know. true to the word. Yeah. And yep. so so that's the sort of the, the training philosophy that you work with yourself personally. Do yeah, you? definitely. Like, you know, um, you know, the karate has like a lot of that kind of it, – it's at the forefront, you know, yes. of what they do and they're always trying to – the Japanese talk about their, like their dojo kun or they're mm-hmm. like – it's just basically their, you know, their ideas, their motto, you know, what yeah. you stick by. I just think that that needs to be at the forefront all the time, you know. Do and, you Do you still do karate in the pure form yourself? 100%. 100% yeah, it's yeah. something that's been like, you know, trying to modify the karate and put it into – I'm always really trying to stay relevant. Yeah, sure. Being relevant is super important, but, you know, sometimes you also need to keep the – like with the modern times and once everything starts to mash together with MMA, yes. you're going to lose your pure judo. Yes. You're going to lose your pure wrestling, your pure boxing or whatever. So you still pure need – Yeah, that, you, so. you need that, that at, at the um, – you need that. So like once a week, only once a week now really, um, and we call it classic karate. Yeah. And like we we go – it's actually one of my biggest classes. Is and it we really? Do it, we do it on a Sunday. Oh, nice. And like now like I'm really trying to morph myself into this MMA coach and that's what I really want to do over the next kind of 10, 20-year journey. But every Sunday it's full traditional gi belt and it's I try to get it as close to the – energy of training in japan as possible that's cool you know no mats yep. we're on the floorboards so yep. we bring the kids in and um we got the dojo kun sign out the front yeah and we're just going through ba- basics which the japanese call kihon and the forms cutter yeah and um yeah all the old school old school you know and that class is based heavily around so maybe people might come in and say this is a little bit out of date and that's fair enough but i'm basing the class a lot more about respect traditional values traditional values and also too what i love i think is so important and I've, I've actually spoke to cooper a lot about it over the years is the essence of or the art of doing what we don't want to do yes you know doing yeah, like of course you go into the dojo like for example on that sunday class um something i picked up from the japanese is that the japanese are huge on hygiene okay massive cool. on hygiene have you yep. ever been to japan no i haven't no it's crazy it's one, it's, it's one of the bucket lists i want to do 120 million people and yeah. you go into like their training places and everywhere the, yeah. the the level of hygiene and there's a real respect in that hygiene and um one of the things they do is they'll have towels small towels and the students clean the floor before training wow and then you train and then they actually clean the floor afterwards really and that's very humbling, you yep. know, it's a sign of respect and it goes back to that kind of like, um, I think someone was telling me once 
with uh, like, you know how they do scouts and stuff like yes. that. One of the mottos is within nature and that it's to whatever you, wherever you go to leave that place in the way that you found it or, uh, or better, better, yeah. or better, you know? Yeah. And so that's the idea is like wherever, like if I come to your place here today, mm-hmm. you know, whatever I do here, I want to, you know, clean up my stuff before yeah. I leave. You it's, know? Uh, it's funny that you say that because that's something similar to like, you know, like if I was like back in the day, I used to borrow my mum and dad's car. Mm. So, you know, I was always under the, I was always, under, you know, I'd wash it or I'd clean it after I finished it or vacuum it, put extra fuel in it to just give it back as a part of, you know, that service I provide. Like, thank you for letting me borrow it. Yep. Let me give it back to you yep. better than what yep. I found it. Well, that stuff stems back into community mm. because like I said, and with the kids now, like, you know, every generation is always like these kids are getting worse. And yeah. Maybe they are. Yeah. You know, maybe they are or maybe or maybe it's just different. You know, I don't know. But the basic stuff, again, like if you just run an MMA gym, for example, you can lose a lot of that. And like, yes. for example, like a lot of the coaches, they'll, you know, clean the floors, you know, yeah. keep the gym you know, hygienically clean, but you know, in Japan, that's the job of the students. Yes. Like the kids that are coming in a big part of what they do in Japan is that like you have respect for the seniors, the mm-hmm. coaches that like the Japanese call senpai or the yep. instructors are sensei. Sensei just means teacher. Yeah. You know, okay. Japanese. But yep. a big part of it is like when you come into that, that place of practice, it, this is where, this is where too, you've got to be really, really careful with slipping with martial arts and businesses you got to be really careful between slipping between do you have customers or do you have students? Yeah, sure. And okay. the difference between a customer and a student is significant. Yeah. So if I'm here with you today and, and I come to you and I'm like, hey, mate, listen, can you help me with my yeah. any part of training, yeah. right? If I treat you in the fact that like I'm going to pay you and, and, and I want you to give me this service and I want you to show me stuff and I, I treat you in a certain way, like it's almost like, I'm a customer at McDonald's. Yeah. You know, okay. and that's where they get that saying, the McDojos, you know. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then sure. you're you're out to make money, so you're you're yeah. trying to build the numbers and you want me to be happy. It's not martial arts. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. the difference between that with a with a customer compared to a student, and with a student, you're there to learn yeah. everything. And if you want me to if you want me to clean up here first, and if you want me to mop the floor and and you know, it's like the karate kid, right? Wax yeah, of wax course. on, wax off. Yeah, you know, yeah, like paint, right, paint right. the fence. Yeah. That's what. That's what that. Even though it's like a, you know, a, a, a silly movie, a lot of what they put into that was real. The fundamental values of the karate. Yeah. That's, yeah, what, karate that's, what, yeah. that's what that's what that's what's teaching. Mister yeah. Miyagi was, you don't come here and just learn off me. You, there's a lot more to do it. And and the things that he was teaching, you know, Daniel son in the movie <laughs> yeah, was yeah. respect. Yeah, no, definitely. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to paint the fence. Go back to where you come from. Yeah, yeah. If you don't want to, if you don't want to, that's why. That's what in that movie he was saying. Why am I doing all this for? Yeah. Right? That's where he had that little moment, you know, yeah, where he, course, yeah. where he's like, I'm, I'm here training, and I'm not, I'm not doing anything. And then he showed him, you know, yeah. that was real cliche with the blocking techniques yeah, or something, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but a, a lot of that is real. That's real. And I think that, as you said, like even with your parents' car and all that, a lot of that stuff can stem into community because if you start to show respect for your dojo and where you train you can bring that back into your house, yes. you know, and having respect for your home. Like my little boy's nine and we try to teach him like even at home, like sometimes he does things by accident, just being a kid oh, and we're course, like, yeah. but mate, don't treat the house like that. Yeah. You know, that's where we live. And then you got to realize that with community, you have to understand that the community, the suburb that you live in, like yes. you, that's, that's where you live. Like you even see it, not, not just in Japan, but a lot of places, even in Australia, sometimes you visit places and people are so proud of their – suburb 
Of They're course, so yeah, proud yeah, of their yeah, town, passionate. you know. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. Have you seen this, mate? Yeah. Have you gone down and checked out this place? Yeah, and it's, yeah. you know that that is to me like it's not just martial arts. It's 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 not limited to that, but that's what martial arts is. Yeah, you know, showing a lot of it. it martial arts should extend out a lot further than fighting. Violence, self-defense, punching yes. and kicking, or yes. you know, cho- of, choking people out—a way of life. A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's really what I try to. I, I, I'm I'm learning myself. Like I think now I'm learning more about that than ever in the past. Yes. And um, as as much as I, I think you'd be very naive to think that you're not that you can't keep developing and learning as oh, you get older. Hundred hundred percent. I think yep. if if I'm if someone thinks that they're learned everything that they need to i think mm. they're very ignorant no no exactly and, and not open to learn more mm, you know what i for mean sure did you um so you did some competition as well in karate and stuff like that as well or? yeah so started out just in like real traditional karate competitions yep. like which i studied like shotokan karate i yep. still do and then as i got older um they got like all styles that they put in together and um so yeah i i started out competing as a kid but i was in japan when i was nine yeah so wow. that was so once i'd got to japan as a kid um, I was competing over there. How did you? What, what were you just? Was it like boarding over there, billeting, or what? How did it work? Did I have in the past, but like I've been to Japan sixteen times. Wow. Yeah. So usually yeah. I'm over there like you know once a year, twice a year, sometimes wow. up until uh, we had like COVID kick in and all that. Yeah. So I haven't been back since actually. Um, but um, yeah, sometimes it was just they do homestay. Yeah. Okay. Um, or you know you'd just be staying with like the the the, the, the contingency. The actual, yeah. Okay. Over. Where you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow, that's impressive. So yeah, started uh, and then I was just competing regularly in like the like jujitsu now. Jujitsu yeah. is very similar to what karate taekwondo was. That kind of local circuit domestically, yes. and okay, then sure. it goes to international yep. meetings and so. So I was competing, you know, around the world. Um, I've, I've martial arts taken me everywhere. Is it really? Um, like throughout Europe, um, competed in the US, UK, uh, South Africa. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean New Zealand. Like where else have I been? Like a lot of places. Actually, in um, I went to South Africa and I competed in Johannesburg. Yeah. And in Johannesburg is where I met Brant. Oh, is that is that where you met him? That's where we met. Oh, wow. Yeah, we literally okay. met, I didn't know like, that. Yeah, so Brant went over and competed and um, uh, the the coach and the instructor at the time, uh, he was like, oh, we've got a guy coming from Queensland up from Rockhampton and he's really, really good. And I think I'd heard of Brant um, yeah. through the grapevine, but we hadn't crossed paths. Yeah, sure. And um, – we, we, we met and we were probably in our Brant's – well, it's Brant's birthday yesterday. So it's Brant's <laughs> it birthday too. yesterday. Happy is birthday, Brant. Was he at 41 or something, isn't yeah, he? Because so he was his 40th last year. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's, that's right. right so yeah. we caught up We caught up last night and trained. Oh, uh, did you? Nice. So tra- we trained for his birthday last night and then and this morning today. we met up and trained again. <laughs> that's it. That's our life <laughs> summed up right there. Unbelievable. Um, we just had a coffee then and, and before we come here. <laughs> yeah. So so Brant's, yeah, two years younger than me. So I probably was about – 28 29 and yep. he'd have been about 26 yeah and then we met in in johannesburg we oh, competed wow. together wow and then after that we then we started to see each other a bit in competitions and that in australia yeah and then bran invited me up to um sorry i'm digressing a bit from no, your question keep going, please. no yeah you're <laughs> right like we're just no this is the old era we're going all over the place that's, so, what, but, that's the way we do it yeah yeah just go, we, with the yeah flow. go with the flow that's it be like water so, yeah so yeah so brant was like I want you to come to Rocky and um, I'd never been up here before. Yeah, sure. And I was like, cool. And he just said, come up, you know, with his wife, Leah. Yeah. I think at that time they only had their little little baby, Leah. 
she was, you know, like baby before they had their other their other little bubba Jai. Yeah, they're, yeah. All, they're all big now. <laughs> yeah, they and are. um so I come up to Rocky and Brant had a dojo, like straight karate dojo. Mm. And come up and taught and we just, you know, we've always got along really well. Yeah. So we did that and then kept you know, Brand had come to Sydney and he'd come and stay with me. Yeah. And then we just, you know, train and, and he was competing a lot then. He was doing heaps of karate. Yeah. And then we were down in um and I met so many people up here in Rocky. So every trip I've come up, Brant introduced me to this, you know, just so many. And again, with martial arts, the thing I love about martial arts is the people. Yes. You know, and, and once a, a really great instructor, he taught me, he said, in businesses, different businesses or different careers that you have, you have different assets. He's like, so, you know, in, in like, for example, it might be you're selling cars and the car is the asset and you're, you're making money from that sale. This yes. is what you do. And he said, but within martial arts, the assets in martial arts are the people. The people. He's like, it's it's people. Like it's completely the people. Yes. And that's what I've got the most out of martial arts, including Brant yeah. and Leah. And, and, and then Brant had introduced me to this friend. And yes. then all through trade, much like yourself. Yeah, you know what it. I mean? Yeah, exactly the exactly same. I met you. Yeah, through Brant. Yeah, yeah. Brand, you know, yeah. and then um, and then I, I've – you know, reciprocated that with Brant in Sydney. Of course. And and all over the place. And like then we've just met people like even in the in the cross paths of yeah. it all. So I come up each year and then we were down in Melbourne and um Brant said to me, we were just hanging out. He goes, he goes, I think I'm gonna have a cage fight. And I'm just like, he's Brant's random. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm like <laughs> and you know, like I was just like, oh yeah. Cause Brant's always coming out with like he's very like he comes out with he's yeah, yeah. always coming out with ideas and I'm going to do this. Like yeah. I'm going to – he's got some new adventure, some new uh, fucking idea he's come up with, you know what I mean? Yeah, challenge. Yeah, challenge. Challenge. That's, challenge. That's yeah. the word. Yeah. And I was like – and I, in my head I was like, I'm like there's – like I, I've seen it. Like I'm like there's no way. Like I, and I, we, I've we i been boxing since I was 15 and boxing is usually a bit of a bridge and he hadn't boxed, mm. you know, and – um. I think Brant did some of his first boxing with me, really. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when he was okay, down in yeah, Sydney sure. and that. Like yep. he might have done a bit up here, but I, d- I doubt it, you know. And I was like, yeah, right. I mean, anyway, there's on the phone to me. He's like, mate, I've, I've, I'm going down. I'm doing some jujitsu, you know. And, like, and actually, again, me and Brant probably had some of our first ever roles together in Sydney. Oh, true. Uh, with a, with a, another really good friend of mine and coach, uh, Michael Eddinghausen. Oh, yeah. And Michael's now um, like a brown belt in BJJ. He's, Michael's pretty amazing. And me and Brant were just rolling around just completely <laughs> hopeless. And Brant was basically just beating me because he just had cowboy strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just cowboying from, me. From bull riding. Yeah, he's just yeah. cowboying me around. And, um, mate, now I can't even – like Brant's awesome. Like I oh, can't yeah. even do anything with him, you know. Yeah. But he he rang me and he's like, man, I'm doing a bit of jujitsu. I was like, oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm doing this, man, I'm doing that. And then it wasn't that long later he's like, I've signed up for an amateur MMA fight. I'm like, I love this guy. He's insane. <laughs> and like I thought – and he goes, yeah, I'm going to do my Leota Machida. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to – and then he just started knocking guys out and he was, you know, implementing the karate. Yeah, and, yep. you know, then – so uh, Brant was absolutely my – Introduction to MMA. Okay. Wow, you know, like yes, I, yes. I'd seen it and all that, but I was boxing. Yes. Boxing and karate. 
and I was coaching um, like my younger brother fought amateur boxing. He was oh, like state cool. champion. Oh wow! We traveled up to Queensland. My brother was pretty handy with his boxing. Yeah. Now he's a science teacher. <laughs> like so, like yeah, yeah. So he's like yeah, he's not not what, boxing anymore. One end of the scale. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So he's a, he was always like boxing slash nerd. So he's like gone gone full nerd. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, so, might, it might be better. It might have been a better option. Might have been. Know? Yeah, he's probably earned more money. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we were box boxing was it? You know what I mean? The yeah. boxing, the, the MMA, like. And again, the MMA back then too was – it's come a long, long way because coming from a pure karate um, point of view, yes, not that boxing wasn't brutal, but damn, the early MMA, it looked like dog fighting. Well, it you did, know? didn't it? Oh, I, mean, like, a lot like of the I time, saw it. Yeah. It was just blood and guts. And I didn't have any pedigree in jiu-jitsu, wrestling, yes. none of that. Yeah. So once I'd seen the striking stop pretty early – and the guys were connected up in, you know, a clinch, pummeling, whatever you want to call it. I'm just like, what is this shit? And yeah. then it's just ground and pound and I just couldn't understand it. I'm just like, why don't they just get up and, you know, box? Or like yeah. I, I guess when I saw MMA, like I just did not understand it. I just thought I want, I really wanted them to, I guess I wanted to see them do boxing or Muay Thai. Yes. I wanted to see the clean strikes and all yeah. that. And I didn't want to see the wrestlers win. I just wanted to see those guys get knocked the fuck out trying to do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But then as time went on, you could really see the evolution of it where it wasn't like cage fighters or these underground dudes. You're talking Olympic wrestlers. Yeah. Literally like guys like, what's his name? Henry Cejudo and that Olympic gold medalist. Like you got guys that are high level judo and and obviously then like Brazilian jiu-jitsu becomes so – worldwide that the level is in is is a new level whole new yeah. level so then you can see how clean the art form you know become and yeah so brant brant was my pathway into mma which i'm really really appreciative to brant about that because and actually it might it looks like it was like sort of like the perfect timing too yeah because it was, you've sort of molded in with it as it was developing and moving forward as well yeah right? definitely you know and, and it brought the boxing in for yes. me boxing and karate never mixed at all it was just yeah i love boxing and boxing was more like my side hustle hobby yes. you know and um i could never fight because of my eyesight yeah but i i started at 15 i was boxing all the time i was boxing five days a week and yep. i loved it still yep. love it to death yep. um but I could never fight, although I did end up having a, I did end up having one fight uh, about six years ago now. Oh, yeah, so I jumped in the Masters and we just did as much dodgy stuff as we could to get around the doctors and do all this. Like it was, it was that's a story get, with get itself. Get like your double ganger to go in and – Yeah, like we got <laughs> what through. What did you do? How did you do it? So I always wanted to do it and yeah. then like when I was younger, I was even sparring like not, not trying to say like, oh, it was so good, but I was sparring with some pros. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Sparring with all the amateur guys and, I, you yeah. know, like I was more than capable of jumping in and doing it. And then my brother was, you know, my, and my good mate Sam, we were all doing it together and – got down to like the first one and the doctor's like, he was like very abrupt. He's like, yeah. not going to happen. Forget it. There's no way. That was really sad for me. And then of course it would have been went through the ABL and they were always a bit more rougher. They were a bit like a bit, bit loose, you know, and then yeah. their doctor was like, mate, love to help you, but not going to happen, you know? So then when I got older, um, I've trained and, and worked a lot with Gary St. Clair. Oh yes, yes. So the Superman. So yes. shout out to Gary. He's, he's shout a legend. Yeah. He's We're such a, a good guy. And then I started training with Gary and and he's really helped me. He's been a big factor in my evolution. I've seen with, some of the socials. Yeah, yeah Gary's just like a, a, a legend. And um, 
he's like, we were training together. He's like, you need a fight, man. Jump in. And, you know, I'm like, nah, Gary, I can't. He's like, if I can get you a fight, will you do it? And I was like, I'm 37 at the time. I'm like, yeah. So I went home and told my wife. I'm like, Gary reckons he can get me a fight. And she's like, you're crazy. And um, anyway, we had a doctor and he was, I knew him for a long time and he knows about my eyes. And I said, oh, you know, you reckon you could help me out? And he's like, Oh, he goes, this sounds a bit heavy. He goes, you're not going to get hurt, are you? I said, man, I'm not planning on it. I go, my defense is pretty good. I go, I should be okay. So he, he, he passed me like somehow. And, um, and then on the, on the actual, when we went down to, to do the fight night, um, I was with my younger brother and we had to get the pass. You got to get the medical, you know, and we're in this like club RSL anyway. So I just didn't know what we were doing and we're there, doctors there and he's like, right, mate, does, you know, whatever they do, they check yeah. your blood pressure, your heart rate and all that. And I'm like trying with my eyes to like look around. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah no, mate, no, yeah, it's good. good. Yeah, know, cheers, just, bro. I'm like doing anything but letting this guy look at my eyes. Anyway, so he goes, I look up here, mate. And I'm like, fuck. So I look up, mate, this is, you had to be there to believe this, yeah. right? Yeah. The whole fucking RSL goes dark. Right. Oh, you're kidding me. It's the um, silence. Oh, silence time. Minute of silence. Oh, fuck. So the ode. So yeah. they go, yep, and we do that and, um, you know, lest we forget. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On come the lights and he, he just looks at me and goes, you're a good brother. Wow, you couldn't have timed that any more perfect. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. See you later. Holy shit. That was it, yeah. So I got my that boxing was fight. A, wasn't yeah. that an omen? Crazy. Yeah, yeah crazy. So yeah. I got, got my I lost the fight. I lost on points, but I was pretty proud of myself. Good on you, man. It was hard out there. Like, it yeah. was, you know, it was, it was like, and at that point in time, I'd lost a lot of my mongrel because, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was a dad and just, like, you know, I was. 30s, like that was done, you yeah. know, like when I was. But you probably, look, I mean, honestly, did you think like, was it more of the fact that, was it more of, were you just more stoked to be able to, to experience do it? Just it, to experience it. Yeah, just to get in there. And I wanted to. It I wasn't knew, really a matter of a case of winning. No, or no, it so wasn't. Much. Actually, it was really funny too. Like, you know, I, I wanted to win. Like, I, yeah, I wanted, of course. And it was yeah. funny. The guy that I fought, he's a real nice dude. I don't remember his name actually. And he runs a boxing gym with his son out at Orange in New South Wales. Oh, wow. Okay. Real sure. nice guy. And it was funny when you get older. And what really put me off was trained really hard. Like, I yes. trained really hard and I felt great. And, um, I'm sitting there and we're doing like the masters, so it's over 35s. And this dude walks up to me and he like he puts his hand on my shoulder and he's like, Hey mate, are you are you Ray Morecambe? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
his, his name is Dave, David, and I um, can't think of his last name. And he goes, oh, g'day, man, I'm fighting you tonight. He goes, this is my wife, right, and his son. <laughs> and I'm like, hey. And he goes, yeah, we just drove like fucking six hours from Orange. Oh. He goes, mate, thanks so much for fighting. He goes, because I've been really struggling to get a fight. He'd had like, I think, I think he'd had seven, eight or nine amateurs. Oh, wow. And um, But what also put me off was he ran a boxing gym and his son, um, Jack, I think his son's undefeated. He's like five and I was a pro, but his son was quite a, a decorated amateur. Oh, wow. I was like, oh. So here we go. I was like, he knows his way around a boxing ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he was just a top bloke. <laughs> so it was a bit of a stitch up because I was kind of like, I don't, I, I really lost. I'm like, I don't really want to hurt this guy. And I definitely don't want him to hurt me. So it was kind of, and you know what? In all honesty, that was great because we really, we boxed. We actually boxed each other. Yeah, you know? it, was like and, a, it was a boxing match. Yeah, it we landed so, a couple of yeah. good shots, you know, and like, um, you know, actually my really good mate Sam, who's boxed a lot, and Sam actually, um, he's one of Australia's leading photographers, yep. does all the UFC. And oh, he, yeah, he's, shout that, out to Sam. Yeah, shout out to Sam Rutten. Sam Rutten. And um, he, um, he's, that's how I got to meet Volk and a lot of other people through because he, he knows them all really well yeah. and does all the photography for them. And Sam's boxed. And uh, he's really a handy. And Sam said to me, he goes, mate, people just – because he knows my eyesight. We've been mates since we were kids. And he goes, mate, you landed such a good right hand. And he said – and the guy was – he goes, you could have finished it. He goes, but you just can't see their faces. He goes, yeah. he goes, you didn't know he was hurt, did you? I said, not a clue. Yeah. And he goes, mate, he goes, you – he goes, he goes, had you have thrown – Two more shots. He goes, the window was there. Yeah. But I can't see. Yeah, yeah. So I, kn- I knew I landed, um, but I didn't – I just can't, I can't see. Just can't, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. cannot see. Well, you can't – and you can't uh, – I guess you can't see – like you said, you just can't see their reactions. No. No, yeah. you've got no idea what's gauging or, or, right. or feeling yeah. it, you know. Yeah. So, no, I was pretty proud of myself for doing Man, it. I would be. That's bloody yeah. awesome. I'd love to do it again. Yeah. I'd love to do it again. Like I even – like it's really funny because like as a, as a guy, we've all got just big egos – and I'm always like, fuck, I'd love to do an MMA fight. I'm like, like I would <laughs> love to, you know. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, wonder if there's any you know, call out to any fucking half-blind cross-eyed guys. I'm like, let's go. Because <laughs> there must be some out there. <laughs> yeah, any of you fucking awesome. half-blind guys, let's do it. There we go. We're doing like, a call yeah, out here on the, yeah, on the yeah, potty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're reaching out. Yeah. <laughs> People are people listening out there. And then we're going to find these guys and we're both going to get knocked <laughs> yeah. back by the doctors. They go, no way. No. Well, you just, idiots, get no, out of here. No, you just get someone with the lights, mate. No, no, we'd be doing a face-off looking the wrong way. Yeah. Like, that's looking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just so, tying time and again for the other. Yeah. No, so. that's, uh, oh, at least, but hey, mate, I mean, at least you got the experience to, to yeah. have a crack at it, mate. Yeah, that's, for sure. No, and uh, how many people actually... Think about maybe doing that, and never actually having the balls. Yeah, to yeah. We'll step in and doing it. Yep. You know, nah, that's, that's, that's an achievement in itself. Yeah, it was cool. And on the night, um, you know, Gary was there, obviously, but we started out with Johnny Lewis, um, you know, Johnny's yeah. like living legend, yep. International Boxing Hall of Fame. And when we were 15, um, we got down to the famous Newtown Gym. They used to call it the Factory of Champions. So we, that's where I started. Well, that's not where I started boxing. I started boxing with Wayne Douglas, yeah. um, Duggo, who's now like a – uh, does like even the biggest fights for refereeing and judging. Yep. So Duggo was my first boxing coach and uh, Wayne Douglas, who's a, a, a just another living legend and uh, still in contact with all these guys, oh, cool. you know, and, That's um, but we went to Newtown. Like when I dropped out of school, yep. I just went, I, once I left school, I got on the train and I went to Newtown five days a week. And, really? like, and that's where, like, I was walking in the Newtown gym and Costa Zoo was there. Oh, cool. You know, Justin Roussel, yep. Daniel Roussel, the list goes on. There was, But that gym at the time had produced Jeff Fennick, 
Jeff, Jeff Harding. Just a bunch uh, of killers. Virgil Hill had come out from America <laughs> and regained his world title through wow. Johnny. Holy um, shit. And then at the time when I was there, Costa Zoo. Wow. Um, so I started there. And then the boys must have realised, like Johnny must have known that, you know, I couldn't see. Yeah. And they just encouraged me and they just treated me like all the other guys and we trained really, really hard. And they couldn't, they couldn't get me a fight, you know. Yeah. And then um, when – and then obviously um, Johnny Lewis trained Gary St. Clair and yep. they won the two world titles. Gary was brought out to be a sparring partner for Costa Zoo. That's wow. how I met Gary originally. Oh, okay. Right yeah, because I always used to hang around gyms. I'm like a gym rat. Like I used to just <laughs> – I knew I couldn't do it but I was yeah. like, you know what, I'm not going to sit at home and feel sorry. I'm just going to go to the gyms and like I was in and around it all the time. Good idea, I'd be mate. looking – if like if I saw like Costa Zoo had a certain drink bottle, I'd go and buy it. Yeah, so I had yeah. the same drink bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be yeah. copying his skipping yeah. everything that he did. You but know, that's the best. But that's the best way to learn. Oh, you got to be around it. You yeah, know what you I mean? Have to. And, um, but yeah, all those years later, Johnny got word that Gary got me this fight. So Johnny come to the fight. Did he really? Yeah, that yeah. So cool. he come out to you know come and see me in the yeah. warm up area, and he was like, so afterwards, and you know, it was just great having him there. My mate Sam, my brother, all my family, everyone that kind of was around there in the younger days come out to support me on the night. Oh, that's So Johnny, cool, yeah, because Johnny doesn't go to many events now because he's kind of older and, you know, and plus he's just been to so much, you know. Yeah. So, But he made a he made a, a, a special – he rang me and said, I'm coming out to see you. So Johnny <laughs> Lewis awesome, come out to right? watch. So I was a bit disappointed I lost f- – but for them yeah. guys, I wanted to get a win. But, you know, it was just pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. But it sounds like it would have been really uh, good quality too. But Yeah, it was awesome, man. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, and the, that was it. It was a good good night. Yeah, so how long ago was that? Uh, I was 37, so six, six, six years, years ago. ago. Yeah, six yeah, years wow. ago, yeah. I want to squeeze one more in. I reckon you got to do it again. Like if I can, yeah, I you know. Mate, jeez oh, Louise, I'm sure there'd be someone that'd be oh, open yeah, to it, mate. I, I mean, Fitzroy, Fitzroy fight night, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he will. I if anyone would Brent, do it, Brent will make it happen. Yeah, of course yeah, he would, 100%. Sure. But yeah, mate, look, that's how I've met, you know, so many great people up here in Rocky, you know, mm. like everyone from, you know, Cooper to Brando and like, you know, so many different people in the different gyms and of course been coming out not only that but even all the other the other boys that um Brant's had you know do, you, do if, you find where you're from do you find that the the sort of the connections between the gyms are all sort of in a good relationship with each other or do they sort of all stick to their um, own thing it's they they stick to their own thing a little bit yeah but i'm like what we were chatting about before when i arrived here i shapeshift a bit so yeah, you sure. know i just try to go in and you know i think Australia is too small for the gyms not to get along. Yeah. That's where they've really got to put their ego aside a little bit because, like I said, in America, it's it, there's 300 million people. Yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah. Like, what have we got, 27 million or something yeah. like that? Something. lucky, so, you know, 10, 15 times the size of us. Yeah. Like even, like, for example, Cooper's a great example. Like in that flyweight division, at, you know, like yeah, you, walk around the, you walk around the street, right? How many men are 60 kilo yeah. frame guys? That's right. Then you find a bunch of guys at a 60 kg and go, how many of you guys fight MMA? Yes. There's no one. No, that's right. So for these guys in Australia, it's hard because they're all like, oh, we're going to fight each other. Mm. But I'm like, you know what? In a, in a realistic world, even if you got insight and knowledge on each other, you'd be better off working together or helping one another to build up the level of the domestic scene so you could have a better chance to fight internationally. Yes. Because if you're all segregated in Australia, you're going to get eaten up. That's right. Internationally. Yeah. And that's where Cooper's had the hardest time. Like with Cooper, he's always had to fight up at Bantamweight. He's always sparring bigger guys, you know, and it's just yes. no good. Yeah. You know, you can't be sparring guys. You can't gauge and improve yourself. I'm like, how did you go? And he's like, well, 
you know, I went all right, but the guy's 70 kilos. Yeah, okay, yeah, of course. How can you how work? Can, and then how can you work with that? Yeah. No, it's really tricky. So, yeah, the gyms in Sydney, I think they, they do move around a little bit. Yeah. And that's where MMA is kind of cool too because in MMA you can go to a Muay Thai gym. Yes. And then also too, as an MMA fighter, you might have your MMA gym, but then you go to jiu-jitsu gyms. Yes. So there is a bit of crossover, which yeah. is cool, but probably the MMA gyms more – the actual MMA fight gyms are a little bit more segregated. Yeah, sure. Because I, I just, I, I've just found that, like you know, in town here, it's a very sort of open door policy. Yeah. All the sort of the, the 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 groups sort of intertwine with each other. Rocky has to be. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. Any segregation up here is going to. These are already so far behind. Yeah. Just oh, it is. It's different, isn't it? There's no sport. Well, you just don't have the numbers. Yes, of course. You just don't have the numbers, and, and usually what happens is, is that like it's a common theme for people in the more, you know, country areas and that is that once they grow up, they're going to go to the city. Yes. So, and they even go to the city from a point of traveling just so you can access Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne yes. easier. Yes. Um, so in not, not just Rocky, anywhere that's, you know, um, central, you need to be working together. Yes. And again, back to martial arts, that's what's so important is to have respect between the coaches and, and try to lift each other up rather than trying to put each other down. Yeah. You know, like have respect for your members and, you know, you know, a lot of times you get troubles with poaching and all that stuff, but, and that's where you need to, yeah, you need to try and find a way to have harmony. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's super, oh, totally super important because then you can get a place like, like Rockhampton, for example, like I've been up here, I've been coming up to Rocky for about 10 years or so now. Like, yeah. um, you know, with Bran, I, I usually come up once a year or, and now with the boys fighting, I've been coming up more regularly, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, but, this place here should be producing a lot more good fighters. Yeah. For for example, you got a bunch of tough men and women, men and women. Yeah. So you've got that kind of uh, that Aussie toughness in Rocky, um, hard working. Yes. You know, um, probably brought up, you know, like a little bit old school. Yes. You know, working definitely. off the land and so yep. forth. Yeah. You just got a great rugby league um, uh, pedigree in, yep. in Rocky. You know. And rugby league's a great crossover to because rugby league's so explosive. You got speed, um, you've got agility, and you've got the tackling. Yes. So there's no reason why a place like Rocky couldn't be a real hub for MMA, boxing, Muay Thai. I mean, I know Rocky's got the Muay Thai history. Yes. You know, what do the boys say up here? Muay Thai or die? That's what <laughs> yeah. they taught me. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. We've got, yeah, we've got a pretty pedigree up here, right? Rocky should be big, man. Yeah. Rocky should be developing a lot of juniors up here. Yeah. And and also too, like Rocky's got its, it, you know, its difficulties with the youth. Yes. And that's where they should be, you know, you got to get these these mentors and especially the kids like Cooper to be directing these kids. Oh, definitely. Because Co Cooper's a perfect example. Co Cooper's the perfect example. Cooper needs to be leading the way. He's the light. He is. He's the light. He and a lot of these kids are going to be like, fuck, look at he's that guy. The, I want to do that. Yeah. He's the example. hundred yeah. percent. And the best thing about Cooper is the reason why I have so much admiration for him is because he's, he lives clean. You know, he like, is. Yeah. 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 I always yeah. tell the story. Like we were in, a lot of people don't realize the important things in martial arts. And we were in Sydney and I brought him down to be on the Tim Zoo undercard. Yeah, um, wow. Huge thing for a Rocky boy. Yes. So we brought him down. We put a little bit of money. Well, not a little bit. My wife will say a lot. So we put a bit of money into it, got him down, did all this, and the fight fell through. We pulled him out. It was a bit of a stitch up. Yeah. Happens in boxing. You know, it's just part of it, unfortunately. Yeah. So we had to pull Coop out for his his own protection, his own yeah, benefit. Sure. You know, and Cooper was devastated because Coop's like, I'll fight anyone. And we're like, I know that. Yeah, yeah. And um, – 
he was so we were all devastated. You know, we lost a chunk of money and yes, time and effort and energy. And um, you know, I got a mate, a really good mate, and um, he's supported and sponsored Cooper a bit too. Yep. Shout out to my mate Pat Chapman, and uh, he runs Chief Services Electricals, and he's put a bit of money and help, shout, helped out. Shout out to that legend. Yeah, he's a real good guy, and uh, so. He has a place right in the heart of King's Cross. Oh, wow. Right in the heart. So we thought it'd be cool to take Coop in there and hang out and that, you know. And like after the fight, Cooper's like 21 yeah. or 21 or 22, maybe 21. Yeah. Fight's fallen through and like we're walking around the streets and we're pretty down and out about this fight falling through. And he's like, he, I was like, what's wrong, man? You want, you want something? He's like, yeah. oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to look around. I might, like, I, I might just get a chocolate bar. <laughs> and I'm thinking, my head's spinning. In King's Cross. <laughs> so we're at King's Cross. He's 21. A fight's fallen through. He's come down from Rockhampton. Now you paint that picture of any other young guy. Uh, I could paint the picture for myself. That, even me. Me <laughs> yeah. as well, right? So yeah. I'm like, righto, buddy. And I said to my mate, Pat, I'm like, um, we need to find a chocolate bar <laughs> for Coops. So we went in somewhere and wow. got him a fucking Mars bar to keep him happy. Yep. A vegan, organic, all-natural Mars bar. Yeah. And uh, we go back. He has his chocolate and we watch fights. That's and I said, I said to him after. He's a purist in that sense. Well, I said to him, if you're going to be world champion like you're saying you're going to be, yeah. that's what's going to make it. 100%. You know what I mean? Because you can't. This whole party. Yeah. I know some people do it, but most can't make it. No. You know what I mean? Like, and most of them are dreamers, and then they, 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 they feel like they, like even like Cooper now. Cooper's like a, he's like a baby superstar. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you see how these superstars start well, to emerge. He walked in here with a protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then what Hello. they do is they. They they start they start acting like something big time and they haven't yeah. done anything. Yes, of you course. You know what I mean? They're like, oh yeah, I'm doing this with the, my boys are taking me out and we're partying. I'm like, you haven't even you haven't even done anything. Yeah. He's living like a monk. Yeah, you know he what is. I mean? isn't like, he? Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, man, and, and then the thing is, though, right, is that again, because he's the real deal, these kids will copy that. Yeah, they yeah. will copy it. They'll yeah. be like, it's it's cool to be clean. Yeah, of course, definitely. It's cool to be clean, and and Cooper's got that kind of little bit of a. Like I said, like I always joke with my mates because my mates haven't been up to Rocky and they're like, what's Rocky like? I'm like, oh, mate, it's fucking crazy. I go, it's full of cowboys. I go, they're legitimate cowboys. <laughs> yeah. like, and I go, and then my mate Cooper, I go, he's walking around town with pink and orange and purple hair in hair braids. <laughs> like my mate Pat said he looked like an African woman and um, <laughs> and he's got all this shit on him and like yeah. – and, and I go, it's the meat capital of Australia and he's a fucking vegan. <laughs> I go, but who's going to tell him? Who's going to fucking? No, no, who's going to argue who's the gonna, point? Who's going to sort him out? Like I wouldn't. No, I'm like, good luck with that. You want? Yeah. You might want to bring your army. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's what's so great is it like he? That's that's the example. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. he's he's got a lot he's of great the exception. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he's training hard, and he's 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 a person that they can you can build an army around that of of great kids. And you know? and. Is that is that your philosophy? So you've got what you've got with you is you you be inspired. Yeah, 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 yeah. And is that sort of is that all intertwined together with what we've been discussing here? Hundred like percent. Yeah, is, my, yeah, yeah. The be inspired, that part. be inspired. Yeah. Like my little, I guess it's a, a just a it's an umbrella that I. It's basically a support network yes. that I kind of created. Now it's yeah. kind of becoming like again, I I don't like the word business because it's just not the way I see things. If it makes money, that's great because then yeah, I can. Yeah then I can help my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But, like, is, mean, it, but is it like a, a passion thing Definitely. Well? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, anything, it's, it's, it's that, like, anything yeah. that I believe that if you, if you put – if it's something that you're passionate about, the rest will follow. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to do. Like even with Cooper, everyone that I'm trying to connect yeah. with and I've got some really good guys I'm starting to work and connect with in Sydney and so forth is that I'm just trying to use 
my martial arts and even my own influence and experience with my sure. eyesight and disability, sure. things that I've tried to overcome and then try to connect them together so they can connect the dots. Yeah. So they can be like, look at the work that he's doing and look at what he's had to overcome yeah, sure. and look at how he's trying to live clean and look at what he's – and then they're trying to feed off each other. Yeah. So I want them all to feed off each other and all that, you know, because yeah. as, as even Brant too, like it's important to mention Brant because he's been fundamental in all of this. As Brant's always said, he's he wants a lot of these kids to excel in the sport and, and become – UFC MMA champion, but he wants them to become great people yeah, afterwards course. because the sport's limited, and 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 you might go on to your whole career and you know succeed, and then you're going to retire, yes. but you may also fail, you may also yeah. fall short. There's a big chance with injury and things just don't go the way you plan it. Then what are you going to do? So that's why I really want to develop all these kids into understanding that they can they can then build a career either yeah. within their own field. They might they might apply the lessons of martial arts, like I said, the respect, work ethic, um, all of these types of attributes into a career, a trade. Um, they might go on to further education or they might become coaches. Even like a, a kid like Cooper, like his knowledge on the game, he's a student of the game. Cooper could end up being a phenomenal coach. Yes. Phenomenal. So you don't know where he'll excel. Like, you know what I mean? He could – or he could go into – see, the other thing is even with a kid like Cooper, he's just a good example. Yeah, it could, perfect. It, yeah. He's a perfect yeah, example yeah, yeah. and he's a Rocky boy. Yeah. But Cooper could also end up going into promotions. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. he's so articulate with all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like he's, we're always talking and he's always like, oh, look at this. And me and him connect big time on, you know, um, the way that we – dress for the fight, the the walkouts, the music, the hair, the whole yes. – he's really onto – and I'm onto that stuff as well. I yeah. love all that stuff. Yeah, you know. So, so there's a lot of um, – uh, it branches off with all this. There's, yes. there's a lot to – or you might even go into youth work and, yeah. and, and helping kids help, – see guys like Johnny Lewis, when we were younger, Johnny Lewis would be in the gym working with Kostya Zoo, some of the best fighters in the world. Yes. Um, and then Johnny would be like, you know, plastic shopping bag yep. with his pads in it, his ruggers, some old crappy sponsored T-shirt from some fight 15 years ago yeah, of course. with holes in the bloody thing. <laughs> and then he'd be down the back of Redfern and yeah. helping out the underprivileged and Indigenous kids. Yeah, that's just beautiful. That's mate. what he that's, does. That's the calibre of a person like that. You know, that's well, Johnny was, Johnny's always calibre. linked into – and that's what, I'm, that's what I've copied. Yeah. Like I've copied those but people. But that's a great thing to copy, mate. Like if mm. you, you know, if you openly – like look, I – you know, you want to if you're passionate about something, you want to do something. Yeah. Where's the best inspiration you get from those sort of people? You yeah. copy what the good people do, like yeah. the, what you believe is the right thing yeah, to do. Yeah, for sure. That's why I did this yeah. podcast, mate. There's good people that I've made friends with who are doing a great thing with the community themselves. They're yeah. they're, they're podcasting, and I I man, when I was watching them do it, a shout out to Tommy and Cam. They're just fantastic. Mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, just the way that they've got the. With the things that they're promoting and what um, the community that they put mm. up with their Facebook group, why not? You know, and yeah. that made me passionate about it. You know, yeah, like, for sure. I, I want to do something like that. Well, well, that's exactly right. These these podcasts, like if anyone can get even, you know, the, you're getting a lot of uh, an accumulation of knowledge. Yeah, people of course, are sharing yeah, experiences. Hundred percent. Then people can pick up on that stuff and put it down. You know, but as I said, like I've I've loved coming up here to Rocky over the yeah. years, and like one of the big things with martial arts as well is. You walk with all walks of life. Yes. You know, like this is the great thing. Like even you before, you're talking about uh, Tyson Pedro and Taito yeah. Ivasa and the people yeah. that you know. And like 
you know, I don't know those guys personally, um, but I know a lot of their backstory and of it's, it's always a similar story. Yeah. It's always coming from, you know, that rags to riches. Yeah, of course, definitely. And martial arts puts you, you're, you're, you're walking with all different characters. Like you've yeah. got people that are coming straight out of jail, people yeah. that are coming from juvenile and then just basically realizing that martial arts is the medium to bring it all together. Yeah. And that to me is what, what gets me out of bed in the morning. Like I want to, I want to try and help all different, or even if you just got people that are looking to get fit, get in shape yeah. and, and keep their own, it doesn't have to be the extremes either. It's yeah. the, the whole spectrum of people. Well, you know? that's, uh, it's, it's funny how martial arts does that to people and who you meet and stuff, because like, if it wasn't for martial arts, I wouldn't have met anyone. Yeah. Most yeah. of the people yeah. like that's how it wasn't because, because I love martial arts and I love the UFC that I went to Perth and I met up with those boys, Tommy yeah. and Cam and, um, that's how I got the whole podcasting thing. And because of the UFC, I love the, I love drink West. So I invested yep. in the drink West, met up with the boys down at Sydney down there, yep. met up with Ty yep. and Tyson. And, and the most, so it's just all, it's all that sort of stuff. That's, absolutely. That and, really and the most important up. thing that I'm really, uh, what's the word I'm after? Like, I guess like passionate about, mm. or I'm a bit like stern with, is it like people lose their way a lot. Mm. And there's a lot of old philosophies, like especially with karate mm -hmm. and, and, and like a lot of the Japanese, like the Budo, the Budo art form. So I don't know whether you're familiar with the, the term Budo. No. But Budo is like a – it's like Bushido. Bushido is the way of the warrior. Yes. So in, in Japan – and again, like not that I'm an expert on this stuff, but in, in Japan, Budo arts are the art forms that are connected to the samurai. Yeah, sure. So for example, you got, you know, karate do, you got judo, yes. kendo, aikido – jiu-jitsu, sumo, and there's a lot that I haven't listed. Yeah, sure. And when it comes to those art forms, the most important thing about all of it is simply training. Yes. So so the big thing, like what we're talking about is the connection between us yeah. and the friends we make is that you must continue to train. Yourself. Oh, yes, definitely. You yes. can't just be like, oh, yeah, I used to do jiu-jitsu, but now I just hang out with the guys that I met from it. No, yeah. Because you must – what keeps the relationships in martial arts so uh, strong and so connected is training. Yes. You know, like – and even with me, like I always try to jump in with the boys and just do even a little bit. Like even if I jump in and move around a little bit or, you know um, – even holding pads isn't good enough. Yes, yes. You've got to be training yourself. And um, one time it was really interesting. Um, we were in uh, Paris for a huge world oh, championships wow. yep. in 2012. And we had a venue um, where you could hire time for the teams to train together. Yeah. So each country was separated. You got Germany, you got, you know, England, the list goes on. So we had the Australian team there. And one of my friends who is Japanese born but bought, like raised oh, yeah. in Australia, yep. he said to me, hey, Ray, have a look at this. He goes, I'll show you something. And like the Aussie coaches, they're just fat, out of shape. <laughs> yeah. No disrespect, no, but that's what they are. That's what you saw, yeah. They're fat and out of shape and they they they, they lead by words. Yeah, yeah, right? of course, and, yeah. And a little bit like, you know, that kind of um, – they're, they're just, you know, mouth. Yeah. And he goes, have a look at this. He goes, have a look at all the countries in this um, stadium training. And he goes, have a look at the Japanese team. So I look at the Japanese team and they've got maybe, I don't know, half a dozen coaches. Yeah. They're all old dudes, right? Yeah. All old dudes. Full uniform and belt on and they're training with the national team in the – they go – they train. Train. So yeah. when they start warming up with the warm-up drills, going through the kicking, going through the punching – 
the coaches train. That's crazy. No other country did. Really? No other country. None. Just, Not that we could see. Yeah. None. All the coaches like, oh, I'm a coach. Yes. But, but in Japan, they're like, what, what, what does that mean? You're a coach. Yeah. It's you're not a coach. You're a martial artist, and if, yeah. as a martial artist, you must be training. Yeah, you got to, and you got to maintain that level. You can't just retire from your training and be like, "Oh, I'm a coach. Oh, I just run the gym. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just hang out with fighters." But you I also, I mean? that, yeah, but it's also, it's good too for your own, for your own health and benefit as well. That's you know? what it's for. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point. And also too, with coaches and mentors, if they lose their way and like. They just start to, oh, I don't train anymore. Yeah. Oh, I hurt my shoulder. Then the young ones can't, they can't relate feed to you. It. They can't feed off it and they yeah. can't see where they're going to be. Yeah. So you, it, the most important thing in Japan, the most important, like one time a great instructor said to me, above and beyond everything, the most important thing is to continue with your yeah. training. Oh, that makes perfect you sense. You cannot stop. Makes you can't stop. Sense. You got to you got to do it until the wheels fall off. Yeah. That's one thing I give credit to both Brando and Brant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah, training all the yeah, time. Yeah, well, even last night, Brant went for a run and then he's, he's pulled his calf muscle, so he's <laughs> limping around. And then this morning he limps in. I was like, you're going to jump in, mate? So he jumped in. Oh, and he's, that's awesome. You have to – the older ones have to be on the mat. And yeah. that's what keeps the the bind really, really strong. And when, when coaches don't train themselves – Look again, you know, some people might have health. There's, you can't just like a genuine health, a genuine concern. thing. Yeah, yeah, but most times it's just fat and lazy. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, just like oh no, I'm, you know, no, no, I'm just, I'm just Cooper's coach. You're like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You need to be learning. You got to be on the. Like last night I was with Cooper. Cooper was coaching me last night. Yeah. Like, mate, Cooper's showed me. It's so much. Like we help each other constantly, you know. Yeah, that's so awesome. You got to have that. And actually, even with all the other young guys, oh, you got to have that good relationship with each other too. Well, the young ones are fighting, so they're the ones that are in there and they're doing it and they're moving around and sparring. So, as a coach, you'd be really arrogant to be believe that what you learnt back in 1973, when you were, you know, jumping yes. over cars and chopping wood, that's yes. you, it's it's changed. The game's evolving all of, of the course. time. And who's going to be on the forefront of it? They are. The kids learn. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to bring into the young ones th your experience and yes. your knowledge. Yes. And I like to think like, you know, with all the guys I'm helping that I'm, I'm injecting a lot of really interesting things that they would not know. Yes. But they're definitely helping me like 100%. You know That's I mean? like awesome. I'm, I'm picking up heats. And then what I learned from this is the this is the thing about it is that what I'm learning from the young ones, I'm then moving – other gyms and when i'm working with the young ones i'm teaching them what the other fighters have taught me oh wow so yeah, i'm cool. that's why i want to work with as many different fighters and coaches and yep. picking up things that i can and that's under be inspired is it well or? yeah but also i'm i'm like now coaching under um family fight team fft yep. in sydney FFT? Um, yeah okay, yeah yep. uh renato sabotic is the the head coach and sure he's he's pretty brilliant like yep. he's pretty cool and he's still young too like he's only like 30 or something oh that's awesome um and he's like a highly decorated mma fighter professional and but he's coach he's coach at you know ufc level wow UFC. that's so, awesome so now i'm like working with his he's got a big team yeah and um and cooper you know is a part of that team as well oh that's awesome so it, it all it all kind of crosses over yeah, yeah, we've yeah, got yeah. this it's real cool like it's real loose at the moment you yeah know? that's like, awesome and then we're, wherever we are like if we're with brando's guys now at vela and yep. it's it's all intertwined yeah no that's it's, awesome it's a, it's a dead set network yeah. you know and everyone's respecting one another and so like with with renato now i'm going to all the fight shows and he's trying to put me 
I guess like acting as his chief second. Yep. And uh, I'm picking up on everything he's putting down, looking after the guys. And I'm trying to do a lot of work where he's so busy. Yes. A warm up, doing all the hand wrapping. Oh, I cool. love wrapping all the hands. Yep, yep. That's a crazy art form. It would be. It's insane. <laughs> it's like you would not believe yeah. how much goes into wrapping oh, hands. Makes sense. And I've still got a lot to learn yep. um, with that. You can make little mistakes, fighters have injuries. Yeah, sure. Um, boxing to, to Muay Thai. Mm. To MMA, you've got to wrap them differently because they need to articulate the wrist a lot more uh, yeah, of to grapple. Where yes. in boxing, they're punching. Yeah. So you've got to really look after the metacarpals a lot more. And just, yeah, it's really cool. Wrapping the fighters is a really cool thing because it really gives you – it's a big thing on fight night to have the hands wrapped. Yes. It's that like final – like you get – and once the hands are wrapped, you they got to be cut off. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it's like you put these – it's like you put on your wraps and then you're going in. <laughs> you're not wrap, you don't you're not wrapping your hands for it's, there's no um there's no rehearsal. Yeah, that's it. This so is it. yeah, there's a real connection with the fighter when you when you wrap them. And, oh, it would be. And you want to make sure the the fighter feels really comfortable and 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 confident. And when they feel the wraps, the, like a, a, a lot of the boys have told me, the wraps make them feel like right, like they feel power. Yeah. You that's know? awesome. So yeah, the wrapping's really cool. It's really yeah. It would be a full art form in that mm. in itself. Eh? I did, yep. I, and it's funny because I'm a bit, a little bit ignorant to that. Like I do, I didn't really think about it like that. You mm. know, which is cool to learn that in itself. You know, yeah, you, it's, you have a bit more of appreciation for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and sometimes the boys finish the fights and they'll they'll give me feedback like, man, that that felt great. Oh, you know? sweet. Like I, I wrapped up one of the boys recently down in Melbourne, mm. um, and afterwards he was like, oh, coach, the raps were awesome. True. Like, Thank you so much, you know, and he goes, felt great. I was like, that's such a cool thing to to get back. But, mate, well, I uh, I, I I can see proof in the pudding. I saw that um, clip that you put up. <laughs> you walked underneath the little box and um, underneath the speed bag. <laughs> yeah, that was, at, at, that was with Murph. Was it? Yeah, Murph, yeah, yeah, Murph's, yeah, yeah. Murph's, yeah, Murph's little backyard gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I'm then staying. Your, then your front kicked it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was tall. Then yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, just so I show those little things just so yeah. Cooper will keep in check, yeah. so it makes him think a little bit, so he doesn't get too, you know, doesn't get too out of line. Oh, I loved it. Just so he looks at it and thinks, "Oh, okay, yeah. better be careful." There. No, that was cool. So that's what. So that's what you're up here for. Uh, so do a bit of training up here, and then yeah, Cooper fight. fights. Cooper, Cooper fights, fights Saturday. Yeah, yep. XFC. Yep. Yeah, he's the he's the main event. So we're gonna go down there, and we're gonna we're gonna put on a real show. Good on you. So everyone I'm in Rocky, just... all the Rocky people should be tuning in. Bloody I hope I more. Will be. I will be. Hope sure. more of Rocky get behind Cooper. You know, yeah, yeah, like oh, I said, sure. He's the and and the cool thing about Cooper is he's staying in the town yep. and he's a local boy, and everyone should be you know getting behind him. He should be. Should be getting a lot more support down here, I reckon. You know, oh, hundred like, percent, mate. Yeah, yeah everyone's got to sure. get behind him, and and I know Cooper wants to put back in. You know, he he he's a Rocky boy through and through. And yeah. Oh, it's really proof cool in the pudding, mate. I can you, you can see it. You yeah. Know, he's passionate about Rocky. Yep. So now we've come up, uh, and he's the, the best representation for it. He is. He yeah. he is Rocky. He, he is, is Rockhampton. Rocky. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah. Steak eating cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Written all over it. <laughs> Man's he's a man's man. <laughs> oh bloody oh. He's the modern Rocky. <laughs> he's the, mo he's he the modern is. Rocky. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Coop's new age Rocky. New age Rocky. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah bloody new age, age Rocky. Yeah. What's this, mate? This is, um, is this your fight yeah, tag? Yeah, my fight kit. Oh, nice, mate. Yeah. Good on you. Here, I'll put it to the camera here. Hey, look out. There we Check go. Check it out. There we go. How's so this that? is the... Uh, this is the sh the uh, tank here, right? Dead ass. Yeah, I know. Just seeing that dead ass podcast. That's awesome, mate. So this is it here. Is this your? This is it here, is it? Yeah, yeah. So um, my country's just at exactly behind right there. 
Is it? Oh, that's awesome, eh? You got them all here. All your sponsors. Who's is this one? Oh, is this for me? Oh, shit, mate. That's yours. Oh, thanks, bro. This is awesome. Mate, I'll be nice. with Oh, mate. Oh, oh. Oh, you, no, you're welcome, mate. Thank you so much. That's so cool. I've never... That's me. That's me. First gift on on air, mate. So thank you so much. That? Yeah, that's bloody awesome. You'll have to. Murph told me last night that it really brings my eyes out, and I said to him, <laughs> "No one's ever said that to me before, Murph." <laughs> that's a first. Yeah, it's a first. Oh, yeah. Shit, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll just put that there. That's rad, mate. Thank you so much for that. You did, I did you tell that. Him the, can I tell him that you tell him the theme? Yeah. Themes, Barbie girl. You know oh, the movie. I love it. Barbie. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So we're going perfect full. timing for it. We're going full Barbie girl. I love it, mate. And that's um, that's so true to your color combination. Yeah, bloody oath. Yeah. No, good. thank you so much for that, mate. I really appreciate that. That's cool, dude. I'm gonna wear that with passion. So now he's gonna he's gonna light Brisbane up on Saturday. Oh so yeah, I'm really... excited for you. I really am, yeah, mate. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm 100 yeah. percent supporting you all the way, mate. Yeah, definitely. So all the best for that, dude. Um, mate, thank you so much for. For jumping on and having a chat to oh, us. Oh, mate, my pleasure. No. Um, so like I was saying to you before, every guest that comes on, uh, Cooper's got one. <laughs> you get, uh, get your own nameplate. How so good like, is that? So like on the uh, coffin here, on the yep. coffin table, yep. you get your own custom nameplate. Well, mate, I'll tell you what, coming up here to Rocky over the last decade or so, there's a probably a good even chance I could die up here. <laughs> it's all right, mate. So, I know a bloke. <laughs> so especially with Brand, I think Brand's tried to kill me a couple of. What's that? What's that fucking mountain you walk up? up oh, here? man, Jim Crow. Yeah, he took me up there. He tried to kill me. How'd that? Go, how'd you go with that? Dude, I was. I can't see shit. He's got me on this fucking ledge. He's like, watch your step. <laughs> oh, who says to a Christ. Who says to a half blind guy, watch your step? <laughs> That's a good point. We got up there. One of my mates. One of my mates was up training at the time, and um, he's like, mate, I'm gonna have to carry you. And I'm like, dude, if you carry me, we're both going to go down. So got up there. So there's a good chance I'll die up here. What else have he he's had me do? It. Oh, he's taking, he took me swimming one time. Brant's, Brant's great. What are mates for? So we're going down swimming one time and it's got a more – and I can see a bit and I'm like, that sign looks like it's a massive crocodile with like a fucking red cross through it. And I go, hey, Brant, I go, are these no swimming crocodile signs? He's like, oh, yeah, but don't worry about that. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so why are they here? He's like, oh, mate, it's just – don't worry about that. It's yeah, all good. In nothing you go. to be worried about. In you go. Yeah, so I'll either fall off a mountain, get eaten by a croc or – Mate, that's what friends are for. I know. Yeah. I know. So this will be – you may as well leave this up here, mate. I'll, be, just, I'll just get it ready yeah, for you. Yeah, get it ready for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So um, please, mate, give a give a mention to all your socials and, and what you – Oh, yeah, we're just uh, Be Inspired MMA. So yep. we do our little little B without the E. So just yep. Be Inspired MMA and um, – just under my Ray Morecambe. Yep. Yeah, and um, and that's on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, all the yeah, socials, all the, all the social stuff and that. So, but yeah, and we got like I said, more and more of the, you know, we got this cool connection with our little Sydney and and Rocky. Yeah, it's group crazy, and, isn't it? It's great, mate. Even it's recently, fantastic. like Brant brought, uh, Brant sent his son Jai down. We yeah, had Jai Jai come down too, to Sydney, actually. and like yeah. he he, I mean, he's been down to Sydney, but not on his own. Yeah, sure. Picked him up from the airport, and he was doing. Little Jai was training with me six hours a day. Wow. I'm taking him gym Credit to gym and he was going to die. Yeah. Such a good kid. Like he's another one. That kid could be really good at his MMA. He yep. trained with me a bit last night. That's awesome. So, yeah, like we've got a really cool thing. That's really cool bringing um, Cooper down to Sydney. I yeah. Think, like was that the first time you've been to Sydney, I think, when you come down with me? 
Yeah, so he yeah, come down and stayed. And yeah. now he's like, you know, he's got his own mates down in Sydney now. That's awesome, You know awesome, what I mean? Dude. Like he's down there. And like, So we're trying to, you know, and, and I'm, I'm bringing guys up. Like we've had some of the boys um, come up and fight up in, in Rocky. And yep. I want to bring more of the youngsters up to Rocky yeah. to experience this kind of lifestyle. Lifestyle and, and culture up here. That we I, I, lo- I love coming up here. I love the people up in Rocky. It's you, it's so different to Sydney. Yeah, I look, I, I, I love Rocky, mate. Mm. I, I really do. You know, sometimes yeah. Rocky can get a little bit of a reputation behind it, especially when some of the shit goes on around yeah, here. But, yeah. but overall, mate, Rocky's a good but place. But that's everywhere. That's yeah, everywhere. That. Sydney's the same. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like in Sydney, there's places you don't want to be in. There's other places yeah. where it's amazing. Well, anywhere you, know? you go. Yeah, you know, and so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to just open doors and create opportunities for people. I mean, Cooper's only one. Cooper's only, and hopefully Cooper's just the kind of start of it yes. in many ways. Yeah. But like, you know, from coming down to Sydney, he's met so many people with the gyms and like, you know, people like, you know, Gary St. Clair. I mean, even with like George Cambosis, like you know, he's yeah, fine he was, with George Cambosis, Sam Goodman. Like, unbelievable. It's crazy. Like we've got yeah. him down. Like sometimes I've been down there. I've been so proud just to see him in there doing yeah. it. Like. You know, I go down with him and he's sparring with George. I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> like we're down here sparring epic, with like mate. the, you know, former undisputed lightweight. You can't do that in Rocky. No, no, it's that's not, a, yeah, it's not even it's if impossible. Even if they wanted to, it's not available. So you've right. you got to move. You've got to be able to step out of your comfort zone. And yeah. like with Cooper, anytime there's an opportunity, he's like, let's do it. Yeah, why you know? not, so, that's, yeah, like That's bloody and he's And he's growing from that. Like, you know, again, not just the sparring, but being around it. You yeah. know, when you're around a George Cambosis, you pick up. You yeah, pick up 100%. stuff and you're around guys like like Sam Goodman, I think, is on the verge of a world title shot. Yeah. I, I remember telling Cooper, like, the worst I've ever seen him perform was with Sam Goodman. Yeah. The best I've ever seen him perform was a couple days later against Sam Goodman. I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I can't believe. Like, and that's the exposure. Yes. That's that exposure. Like he would never have been like, like felt that above his level. Of course. If you don't do it. Yes. And then he's he's got home and he's just like oh, I've got to fix this. And then like, I think it was like three, four days later, we were sparring again with Sam. Not that he did that bad because we were invited oh, back. Yeah. Sometimes Cooper's always like, how did I go? I'm like, well, mate, they want you back. That's enough. That's, that's all you need to know. Good. And then three, four days later, I'm watching, you know, Cooper spar with world-rated people and even their coaches are looking at me like, where did this guy come from? Yeah. You know? Yeah, bring yeah, it back, it. you know. And yeah. that's and because you know they want it just as much too. Yeah, exactly. They want, the, they want yeah. the cream of the crop too. So cool. Like we're down there with George Cambosis and like Cooper's holding his own. And like yeah. afterwards, I said, you know, he's had one amateur boxing fight, and they're just like, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's hilarious. I'm it like, is. He's from Rocky. Yeah. And they're just like, they, they, they respect it. Yeah, they respect of course. It, yeah. You know, and and plus, it's, it's cool that they take you under your wing too. Hey, but the, yeah, and the final, the final thing I want to say is, all the kids in Rocky, all the youngsters in Rocky, don't feel like you're stuck, stuck here. And oh, you know, I can't get a fight. Oh, there's no one to spar. Oh, I've got yeah. no opportunity. There's opportunity. Yeah. There's opportunity everywhere. But you got to get off your ass. Yep. You got to get clean. Yep. You got to stop doing all the shit with your mates that you're doing. Yep. You got to be honest with yourself, and yep. then you've got to go. You got to take opportunities because you go. Oh, I can't get there. Like as Cooper always says, you got to you got to hustle. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got oh, to find course, a way. Right. You got to get down and and like if you don't have the money, make mates, make friends, do the work. You can stay, you can sleep on a lounge. You have you a, can you have a listen to all those success stories, and yeah. you hear about the way that those people had to hustle and yeah, what they had to do exactly. to get through to get to that yeah. point in their life. Yeah. That's that's a part of the game. Exactly. You won't you will not succeed in anything unless yep. you're willing to hustle. No, a hundred percent. It's yep. all about the banana bread. Of course, it's exactly right. Hundred <laughs> percent. Now on that note, did you want to have a shot of the old Don Julio? Oh mate. 
Mate, it's it's, a fa- it's mate, pretty famous. Mate. I'm not um, I'm not like this <laughs> pussy over here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there we go. He's been told. He's been called out. He's been called out. Stay clean, kids. Yeah, hand it over. <laughs> yeah, famous. Yeah, here we are telling you to be clean. We're having a shot. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? So this is um, tequila. Is it? Yeah, tequila. it's actually really expensive tequila. It is like, it? It was like 120 bucks or something. Jeez. But it's it smells like rocket fuel. What's that work out to a shot? Uh, you better video this. <laughs> yeah. Although it's being videoed, isn't it? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, you can, you can yeah. do it too. So, so this is uh, Don Julio. It's a it's a um, uh, tequila shot. There you go. Right, uh, you have oh, one with there? me? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah I'm having one with you. Legendary. And then... Um, oh, I can smell can, it. You can smell it, can't you? It's like... This stuff will this stuff will suck start a bloody lawnmower. Cheers, <laughs> so, so mate. Thank you very much for having me. No, you're welcome. Let much, me know what uh, you think. Much respect. <sighs> there we go. <laughs> that there we go. I told you that'd come in handy. Yep, that's about right. <laughs> Isn't it rough? Nick, 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 Nick. You know that one? Yeah. <laughs> He's too young. He doesn't get it. <laughs> oh, geez. Wow. Thanks very much, man. No, no, you're welcome, mate. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on. We'll do it again. We'll do oh, it again yeah, when sure, we please. when we start picking up more belts. Yeah, definitely. And like I said to Coop too, I said, you know, once you've done your fights and all that sort of stuff, come in, yeah, give us an update, yeah. let us know how you yeah, went. sure. And what also, what the, you know, at that point you might have something else that's coming up. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, jump on and let us know. About no, that but too. mate, and, and and great job that you're doing too. Like oh, thank people you. like yourself making this effort. Like yeah. this is your time and effort. But mm. I think that locally, that's why I said that I said to Cooper, I was like, oh man, can we make it happen? Because yeah, I, like I said, I, I love all my friends in Rocky. Yep, and I and I love that it's different, mm. and I want to help. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want yeah, to get no, in and support I, mate, and help. I appreciate and I think, it. Like I said, I think I think this place could be a hub of MMA. Yeah, you know, MMA. It could oh. be, and I think that like guys like well, I mean like even Brant. Like I think at one point Brant was the only pro out here. I'm like this yeah. could all kickstart now. Yeah, definitely. and everyone could be like, it just takes one to break through. Yeah, one breaks through, and then all the kids go, "That's my man." And I'd love to just. Uh, it's just man. it's cool to potentially have some sort of part of it in, oh, in one way, one form or another, whether it's a sponsorship. This, stuff is, this stuff's not small. This stuff's big. Yeah. This yeah. stuff's big because this is what gives um, the, the kids like Cooper, even myself as a coach, yeah. this gives all of us a platform. Yeah, and that's then right. more and, that's, and more and, people will listen. And, and that's what I want. I want yep. that opportunity for people to be able to to, to spread their word to to and to give Rocky a footprint, to give the, the, the guys a chance, whatever it takes. Definitely. And I, and I appreciate it. And yeah. then when – Coops hit me up and told me that you're coming up. I said, yep, let's get right yeah, on. Yeah, let's do it. No, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you no, very you're much. Welcome. Yep, you're much, welcome, my much friend. Respect. No, you're welcome. All the best, mate. And uh, we'll you. catch up again soon. Okay, absolutely. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 